0: Alright, alright, quietin' down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios, another Britain Yankee
1: craft beer pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Not the wild, doing, bring the drums in, let's have a party.
2: Pump up the pitter. Shh, test it. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the pitter.
1: Jack, it Jack, 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 Jack,
0: Jack, Jackie, Jack, Yes, pubcast number 304
3: we're out in St. Charles. As I say, we are heading out on the road for a few pubcasts. Uh, this is the first one that we're going to push out from the road and from a brand new brewery in St. Charles. With me is another Charles, Mr. Charles slash Chuck Fort from Church Street. Hello, Chuck. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much. Hello. You got it down pat now. Sitting opposite me are two of the crew who are setting up this wonderful brewery Um, and I have to admit that when I first walked in the smell of new was everywhere everything was bright and shiny and new and uh, it was quite a pleasure to come in so sitting uh, opposite me on one side is Uh, my name is
0: Eric Bramwell I'm head brewer here and one of the co-founders
3: and right next to him
0: my name is Dave Mark and I am one of the co-owners and the assistant brewer technically (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay, there we go. Technically, right. okay, good. And I think your brother is just scampering out mm-hmm. of the side there. Bye, Steve! bye, bye Steve. <laughs> so, guys, thanks so much indeed for having us come down here. Um, the first time I knew of Riverlands was at... Uh, well, actually, I think I contacted you, Eric, yep. via Facebook right. Messenger. A wonderful vehicle. Um, and we came out to a event at the Globe not the Globe Pub, but what's it called? The, the Globe Global
1: Ta- Brew. The Global Tapos, Brewing, right, yeah. in
3: St. Charles, and you were doing some event there, mm. and we started talking, and you had your one end of the spectrum versus the other end of the spectrum of beer styles that you were sampling, which indeed was one of your New England IPAs, I think, right? Or a beer yeah, shape yeah, IPA, it's one, of the, like that.
1: Uh, one that we have on tap right now, Murky Waters, our Citra Mosaic New England IPA, and then... Uh, like you
3: said, on the other end of the spectrum, we had our uh, one of our four imperial stouts first catch of the day, and that was the one that really said, "Okay, we we got something going here," because that <laughs> imperial stout was damn fine. Thank you. Mm. Um, so, uh, but we are here today on the Monday of the week that you're about to open with a soft opening on Thursday. I hope yep. it hardens up for Friday. Um, <laughs> it's looking promising. It's looking yeah. promising. I hope so. Is, we just announced it
1: officially today. So. You did
3: indeed. I, we saw it all out there. And I, and I think there has been quite a bit of anticipation because people have, have known that you've been, you know, building this by your posts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, so take us back to the day that you guys, I think there's like four of you, is that right? Five of us. Five of yeah. you. Okay, you Pop, you know, populating all the time mm-hmm. no there's five of you and you suddenly said to yourself okay we're going to start a brewery so take us way back in time uh, well so I was living with one of the other of the
1: five owners his name's Jason uh, at the time we were roommates and I've known Dave and his brother Steve since college so for over 10 years and we were having a 4th of July barbecue this would have been this is probably 2016 right
0: I think. If not early, if not the year before.
1: Yeah, I think we had kind of like shot around the idea a little bit before that, just the half-assed, you know, just, oh, wouldn't it be fun to start a brewery and no one really took (laughs) it seriously because
0: no one has that kind of money. I think it did come up a number of times before before the right.
1: Usually after we'd had a few or something. So we're at this 4th of July barbecue and um, Jason and I were hosting it and Dave and his brother Steve came over and they brought their father Andy and Andy's been a local of St. Charles for well, decades yeah 50 years maybe yeah um and i just happened to have two of my home brews there on tap uh i think it was a, a hoppy Blondale and a i going to say a munich hellas and he tried these two beers and really really liked them and he started talking to me while we were enjoying a few and said well how would you like to ever become a professional brewer and <laughs> obviously <laughs> i would love to become a professional brewer but i mean that's not really in the cards i didn't think at the time and um the more we kinda of started talking about it, the more he seemed serious about it and the uh, more I got excited about it and we started kind of crunching the numbers and seeing what it would really take and it seemed like it could be a real possibility. So that's kinda of how it all got
0: going. And then yeah. one day Eric just signed a lease. <laughs>
2: yeah, one <laughs> day Eric <he> said,
1: <laughs> that's, that's uh, we hat. have a building.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so what <laughs> was
2: the beer that really got him? The Hellas or the or the blonde.
0: I think it was
3: probably the Hellas. Yeah. It's a sour he likes. There you go. The good old sour. Well, and it just got stronger over time. You can count on a Hellas. Yeah. 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 Okay, Chuck, just because you brew one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, from then, obviously, one of the big factors is financing. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that you, you came along with some great benefactors. I think that was... Andy? Who, that, that was Andy. He was the man um, with the money, right? He is the, yeah, the, <laughs> the man behind the plan. Yeah, there you go. Right. And so having got that out the way, um, you decided to go where? I mean, how did you settle on this location, which for those of you who know St. Charles, it's kind of north St. Charles, the industrial area mm-hmm. a little bit, although now it's it's starting to grow out a bit. But there are plenty of other little, little spots around St. Charles, but here seems to be quite I think St. Charles a good was,
0: was very important for the group, mainly, mainly Andy. Uh, again, he's been in St. Charles forever. I'm his son, so I grew up here as well, as did Steve. Um, and I think that we noticed that there was a pretty distinct gap in this area and a need for a brewery, and I think it was a very easy decision. And we all decided it was, it was probably the best. We did look in some surrounding areas, but all along we really wanted to be in St. Charles, and yeah. this side of town I think is perfect, this area here.
3: So homegrown boys, homegrown yes. brewery. Mm-hmm. Right? absolutely. Yep. Did you guys go to St. Charles schools? I did. He did. Yeah, okay. I, I grew up in Naperville, so oh, I'm not quite in, as,
2: okay.
1: as local oh, as they are. Yeah. Ah, but. me
2: too. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no.
3: Are you part of the Me Too
1: me generation? Huh? Joe? Mequa Valley. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, one, of the, I was oh, one of the first first classes
3: to go through there. Okay. Sounds did you guys, so you you were home brewers, but did you go through uh, joining any local clubs like, you know, down south in Plainfield, there's Pale and... You know, Pale, Urban places, Daves. Urban Daves and, so and so on and so forth. There you go. Did you guys do any of that? No, it was one of those things I
1: always wanted to do um, and just kind of never got around to it. Um, I would go hang out at... Uh, so. I know you've talked to Brando from Workforce all the time, that's, that's where I was buying all my homebrew Well, I don't know about all the time.
3: But. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> occasionally, not, not
1: all the time. But you know him pretty well. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, and he is. Uh, right. That's where we would buy all of our homebrew ingredients from. So we would yeah. you know, go there and, and talk beer with those guys all the time. But
2: um, yeah, he's got a good location down the line, oh, yeah. a lot of uh, It's a great homebrew shop.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still, I think, the, the best selection of ingredients available yeah, yeah. to homebrewers in this area. Mm-hmm. So uh, we weren't part of a club or anything, but enjoyed hanging out there and talking beer with people.
3: Yeah. So we obviously like to sample beers whilst we're talking to you guys. Sure. And you have, as I look at your taps at the back of the bar, some what? Fourteen? Sixteen. Sixteen. Damn, Including uh, 15 normal ones and, and one nitro. Nitro, yeah. <laughs> one abnormal one. <laughs> one abnormal one. <right. laughs> yeah. Okay. In we want to get a little um, crazy. <laughs> so we asked you to select some beers uh, that you, you kind of like to showcase. And, mm-hmm. and Chuck, we always like to have a calibration beer. And that one you chose was their the pil- Pilsner. Yep. And mm-hmm. give us your thoughts on it because... Well, it's know, gone
2: already. It's but, gone. Yeah. But I got do remember it. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice. Um, it had a nice hop character to it. Wasn't mm-hmm. you know over the. T- wasn't like a really hoppy like a Firestone Pivo like pills or something like that. It was more more restrained, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I thought.
3: And I thought it was deliciously clean. Um, I've recently got I think more back into lagers as a. A refresher beer if you will so you have so many of the hoppy ones or mm-hmm. maybe some heavy stouts or something it's great to have you know a good lager to clean your palate with sure. and then really enjoy that beer you know so um, that that was a good one so but what we're drinking right now of course is something near and dear to my heart what is it Eric <laughs> uh, this is Arthur B's pub ale which is an English
1: dark mild Arthur who Arthur B. So he's my great grandfather, oh. uh, who immigrated from Manchester to the U.S. So we uh, we named this beer after him.
3: Is he a United or a City supporter? Well, that I don't know. I couldn't oh. tell you, but um, I know he was a beer drinker. All oh, right, good uh, man. Right. Well, that's <laughs> great because up in up in the north of England, they used to drink pints of mild like mad, and mm. and I think that's a very uh, a good style. I grew up many moons ago drinking pints of mild, you know, maybe six or seven a night because they were they were easy drinking, tasting, tasty beers. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Chuck, yes. you're, you're Mr. Expert. Okay. Mr. Beer Judge, tell us what you think, and then I'll pass oh, judgment. Yeah. It's,
2: uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you can definitely enter this as a mild in a, in a competition. It's, it's pretty yeah. much, I think it's pretty much right, right down the right middle on as there. far as that goes. I mean, you've got like a little... As it warms up, there's a little bit of a, a toffee on the nose. Not a lot, but a little bit. And some mild, what, other mild dark. What's
3: the mild. ABV on this? It's only 3.8. Excellent. Right in there. Yep. So, several pints of these. Now, uh, speaking of which, are you doing English pints or just 10 ounces? Uh,
1: well, no, we've got a, a full um, 16 ounce. Well, okay. So, an English pint, what is that? 18. 18, yeah. 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 So, we don't have the one with, like, the nice little, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, thing in the glass. But, no, we, we do uh, we do three Size pours here. Uh, we've got 16 ounces for anything under 8% by volume. Um, if it's 8% or over, we limit it to 10 ounce pours, and then we've got five ounces. So anything lower ABV you can get in any of those three sizes. The higher ABVs is just limited to, to 10 or five.
3: I think this is really good, and I think Chuck is right that once it warms up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, obviously, yeah, uh, you you can't really control each beer. So it would be served as a nice same looking beer
2: too. I mean, look but at that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I think it is um, extremely nice. I, I usually like something a little more toasty. Mm-hmm. But we're well, not toasty, roasty, I should say. Well, toasty's good yeah, too. I'm toasty. Yeah, yeah right. I don't think um, about too much roast in this one. That said, particularly, you know, there's nothing wrong with this whatsoever. That's me, you know, I will drink a couple of pints of mm. this and be happy because, you know, I can drive home fine. Right. That's which the is the best good. part about it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so we'll take a quick break, we'll come back and then we'll find out more about the Eric and Dave show. <laughs> All, All right. right. So I asked Eric um, what was the beer that uh, we should be sampling next, and um, he came up with one of my favorite styles, (laughs) which is the, the, now do you call this a hazy New England IPA, or is it a double dry hop, single bedded? Twice around I the mean, corner IPA you, you can call them uh,
1: Whatever you want you know, New, Northeast IPA New England IPA Double dry hopped IPA I, I personally Am not a fan Of the double dry hopped uh, Name for them Because that Who's to say What double dry hop means You could dry hop it twice Or you could use Literally twice the amount Of dry hops yeah, I think it's kind of a calls. Oh getting, right. te-
3: getting technical now I <laughs> think It's kind of a misleading
1: Marketing <laughs> yeah. term So I'm not a huge fan of it But uh, we, we call ours New England IPAs so this is called? This is Murky waters. So this Murky is the one Wars. you've actually
3: uh, had before. Um, oh, this was the one I had at the? The, the Global Brew. The event. Global so Brew, okay. This is, okay. A, this is okay. our Citra
1: and Mosaic uh, New England IPA, 7% by volume.
3: Um, it's one of our favorites that we make. And you said uh, when we talked then that you were going to have a range of IPAs. A lot of them were going to be the New England and then the, the juicy one. So yes. what did, what have you made? What have you settled on? Uh, well, so
1: we have this one. We have our double IPA silt on tap right now as well, which is New England style double. Uh, <laughs> silt and mercury Water. Right. <laughs> There's a theme here. Uh, that one's mostly galaxy hops with a little bit of uh, mosaic and then a decent amount of in that one too. But we've got probably... Between doubles and, and single IPAs, somewhere around 10 different uh, beers that we make uh, as far as, as the hazy stuff goes. So maybe we've got a few uh, hoppy beers
3: that are more traditional as well, though. So something like uh, a Centennial from Founders is a mm-hmm. base beer, right? You know, nice, sure. and, nice and piney and good, good, good looking. Is that one of them?
1: We don't have one more like that at the moment. The West Coast IPA that we make is called Hay Flap uh that, that's a long story for that uh the name carry on, please <laughs> we have plenty of time uh, all right, well so my uh, my wife melissa and her uh, best friend that's their nickname for each other and uh, hey it, hey flap uh, just flap oh Flap. Uh, okay. uh, and <laughs> she's not here to explain what in the world that means but uh it's kind of a, a nod to them so that one is a real simple malt bill none of the oats none of the wheat none of that stuff um and it's it you know it'll be a nice clear beer when it's when it's Brew it and use a clean American ale yeast rather than the the English yeast that we use in these beers. So, so,
3: so does this yeah. have lactose in it? No, there's no lactose. I
1: in don't it.
2: taste it. No, that's I what don't. I was going to say. Is does this yeah. is a very low lactose? Actually, no lactose. No, no lactose. lactose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, I only use it, lactose in one of
3: our New England IPAs. Yeah. So all the
1: rest of them are, are no lactose. So, it's just
3: mm. so. Do you know? Do you have to put anything on the, your? You know, this beer contains lactose, or is it below the BPM that? Is permissible. Just to be safe, I'll I'll advertise any of our okay. beer
1: that does contain lactose. I don't want to mislead anybody or anything like that. Same if you have any kind of you know food allergies or condition
3: or anything like I
2: that. I mean, some places they'll just say milkshake, and they right. won't actually I mean, yeah. say that it has lactose know, in it. Right? You just yeah. need to know, right? The right. right. Yeah, yeah. right. Then, <laughs> then you would know what's <laughs> right. going
3: on, right? So.
0: Um, now, have you got the same one, Dave? No, I'm I'm drinking Witty Fox right now. Oh, Although okay. I haven't taken a well, sip yet. What is that one, then?
2: It must be one of his favorites.
0: Uh, well, I was just going down the line, to be oh, honest. Okay. But okay. I was trying to catch up <laughs> with you guys over here, okay. um, which he, he can tell you probably a little bit more about, but it is delicious. It's a Belgian-style wit. Um, it's a, a style
1: that, you know, all of us enjoy, but we had enough people, before we were opening, are you going to have anything like Blue Moon and the more I thought about it. I'm I'm going to get that question enough. I think, you know, that's a beer. And we had brewed the, that beer a couple times and, but it might not be a bad idea to have that on the opening lineup. You know, blue moons, I think a pretty Americanized version of a, a wit beer. Uh, we made ours, you know, with an actual wit yeast and and everything to get some of that peppery flavor to it. And of course use orange peel and coriander as the, it's
0: a nice contrast to to a lot of the other beers we have on too. So it's, it'll be nice to have.
3: Right. So, uh, Oh, sorry. I agree. I agree. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. You field. agree. All right. Um, okay, so back to starting out the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, you picked this site. Um, what was it before? Just open space or something? It was or just what? a warehouse. Just yeah. a yeah. warehouse. with a okay. wall
0: and an
1: office, I think. Yeah, so it was a concrete box with a small office space, and
3: it was pretty much a blank canvas to work with.
2: And some bay doors.
3: And some bay doors. Yes, yes. Bay, bay doors. Right? Two yeah. very bay nice bay doors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now as you come in, you can see that, there's been a significant amount of work put into this. I mean, the size of your cooler over there, your chiller, I should mm. say, is is absolutely freaking enormous. The door <laughs> takes three people to open it um, and you've got a line of tanks. So tell us some of the specs about what you've got back there.
1: Well, we've got a ten a barrel brew house uh, from Quality Tank Solutions up in Wisconsin. It was important to us to uh, get an American made brew house, something nice and rugged that we can be proud of. That's going to stand up you know, to the test of time. And then we've got uh, four 10 barrel fermenters, two 20 barrel fermenters, um, some bright tanks, and a pretty good size cooler, like you were saying. So, <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, our Already plans, plans to
0: expand it, that's yeah. for sure. Right.
3: And, and it's the first one I've seen, by the way, with a glass door in it for your carry out section. Yeah. Which I think is a, pretty, is that's a pretty damn good idea. I don't so remember you know, who, who yeah. came up with right. it, but uh, we're great. very glad
0: someone did. Right. Yeah.
3: So now you don't have to have another one standing against the wall. Everything's nice and clean, mm-hmm. and you've got exactly. plenty of room for uh, for everybody to get in it. Well, if right. you're coming
0: in, you don't want to necessarily yeah. fight people that are drinking beer. If you just want to grab a four pack, go home, or whatever, that's, that's right. really nice to have. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, back
3: in the
1: brewery. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say so, uh, production or uh, distribution of, of packaged product is something that's definitely on our, our radar as soon as possible. Um, we don't have the canning line now. Um, our package product will just uh, be crawlers for the beginning, but we, we want to get product in cans as quick as we can. No pun intended. i intended. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's important. To right. Yeah. And <laughs> we've got, we've kind of got a tentative arrangement with one, um, already that we're, we're kind of talking to. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so as soon as we're able, we're going to start putting that, that sort of stuff out. So we knew we needed a big cooler. We wanted a, a nice carryout area. Uh, cause it's, it's going to be a pretty important, uh,
3: important part of our business. Yeah. I'm glad you're going with the, uh, crawlers cause I, prefer those are you doing just one size thir- was 32 32 yeah. yeah because i like that um only by virtue of the fact that you're going to get one variety sealed mm-hmm. that you can open when you want and right. then you can get another variety yep, sealed exactly. and open when you want and everybody can typically get through you know a crowler in one sure. session even if you don't have a friend with you but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you do have a I friend can. then hey you know huh I said, I can. Yeah, I bet you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, We
1: definitely wanted to do that rather than the growlers. You know, you pop a 64-ounce growler on your own and you're going to have a,
3: a long night ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, so it made it an easy decision for us. And when we were looking back in the uh, brewery, there was uh, a big, long, white tube that headed from what I thought was a, a grinding machine, but it wasn't. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, it's just where we we get all of our, mill, or our, uh, our grains pre-milled.
1: So we've got a, a floor hopper on the ground that we just dump our pre-milled grains in. The white tube is an auger uh, that carries those pre-milled grains up into our mash tun, uh, helps us mash in without having to lug 55-pound sacks of grain up and then try and hoist them yeah. up into the, the man way and yeah. uh, you know save our backs over the years.
3: <laughs> Built your muscles, though. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. That was very important. And then yeah. mashing in, but how about mashing out? Have you got an agreement with anybody to take your mash that is on our uh mile long to-do list right now which <laughs> yeah. seems to be ever growing
0: towards the top but yeah, it, it is
3: so um, so did, yeah. did one of you guys focus on the brewing and somebody else like project manage the that's what i do for a, no- for a living right <laughs> pretty so, much so so you know obviously there's a logistical flow to setting this up and you've got a big long to-do list so yes, who probably. was that was that you uh
0: yeah we have so we have five in the group yeah. um Eric and I are the only of the group that are technically employed right now by yep. Riverlands. So, um, initially I was supposed to be an assistant brewer for him. Um, but I've been taken away from that quite a bit to do exactly what sure. you're describing. Um, we have a general contractor architect that's helped a lot with everything we've done. So luckily they handled a lot of the minutia, but, um, another local, I would resource? say, um, yes, right, yeah, they're, they're right on the edge of St. Charles Geneva, actually. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's it's been interesting balancing mm. every day. Uh, the thing is, he he needs to focus on the beer. Uh, I will help him whenever I can. But when something pops up, it's Eric. Stay here. I'm gonna go take care <laughs> you of You have that. been the jack of all trades. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> so um, I'm sure. learning a Master lot. Master of now. none. <laughs> right. It's all about co- projecting confidence yeah. so that everyone thinks <laughs> That's you know what right. you're doing. Um, and it's been working pretty well so far. So yeah, right. And and so what did you do before you came here? Um, at a, about the age of 21, I, I fell into liquor retail. Worked for big, big box shops. Worked for mom and pop shops, and uh, left in January of 2018 to start focusing on all of the projects that were ahead of us. Um, and that was—it's been a journey. I think I've been working more in the last year since I stopped working <laughs> right, than I was before. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my my experience. I was always actually a wine guy before this, and the last three or four years. But the time of this project, I've just gone headfirst in the beer, and it's been quite fun.
3: So your, so your um, lexicon of descriptors is good anyway. I have a halfway wine, decent right? palate, yeah, yeah, definitely. just <laughs> have
0: to adjust them a little bit. To, yeah, uh, I've got some very beer, right? fancy words I can throw yeah. out every once
3: in a while. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Eric, just before or just after we met, uh, mm-hmm. you went off and got married. Yep, uh, and now you're an old married man, as they say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Getting rare by you
3: the day. Are you married, Dave? Or uh, you I'm you married to this girl? place. You're married uh, to this <laughs> place. Okay. Yes,
0: this is this is my dog, my son, my wife. It's it's all that wrapped into one.
3: <laughs> I love it. Well, everybody's got to have a right hand. So my right hand is on the left. Um, Chuck, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about the uh, this beer? Because I've, I've formed the as you've been sitting here. I have formed an We've opinion on this. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, well, from a consumer um, perspective. A lot of times you, with these New
2: Englands, you can add a little bit of lactose to take some of the edge off of it or maybe the astringency. Because there's always going to be astringency because you're throwing in so much hops. A little hmm. bit. Or more of an astringent character, I might say. But this one doesn't seem to really need that. Um, like I say, it has no lactose in it. But it's it, it still, with all the hops that are in it, it still drinks... Um, fairly smoothly for being hopped as much I, I, as it is.
3: I think I will, I will applaud you not putting the lactose in this yeah. because mm-hmm. I, didn't I have to say that the more I've started drinking this, the, the more I like that bite that's at the mm-hmm. end. And then yeah. as I've been talking here, it's really dried out my tongue. Mm-hmm. Not excessively, but, you know, just wants me to have <clears> another <throat> one. Now, this is a beer that you can definitely drink cold. You know, I mean, sure. it, yeah. it, as it warms up, I'm certain it's not going to be quite as tasty as it is when it's like this and i think mm. this would be an excellent one to to can because people seem to like this type of beer um so yeah okay you know i'm i'm gonna give it a thumbs up All right. but yeah. we, yeah. we, we yeah. might convert you here. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, I, and i have to say i had a new england ipa i liked over the weekend so you know yeah. there's room for the old dog to learn new tricks right <laughs> um,
2: i i think it's just that when people get carried away sometimes they put too much stuff in they put the lactose in and maybe they Dry hop it more. At some point, mm. you don't need to dry hop anymore. Right. At some point, all you're
3: doing is adding a string and C and whatever sure. else. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll come back in a second and uh, talk a little bit about the tap room. And uh, I think you've uh, got somebody as the tap room manager who a lot of people will already know. So, um, your tap room is large and expansive. And as we sit here uh, a few days ahead of your opening, Mm -hmm. I see uh, boxes and boxes of um, sample glasses and uh, 10-ounce glasses and God knows what other glasses. We've got a few. We've got a few, yeah. We've got a few. And uh, in my glass, as you have brought for us to uh, sample during this segment, is um, something that looks like um, a, a very red... (laughs) Drink. <laughs> I couldn't think yeah. of anything else. It's, like, it's red. So tell us about this one.
1: So you've got uh, in your hand, Acid Rainbow Buried in Berries. So Acid Rainbow is a uh, <laughs> a, recurring... drug,
3: a drug-induced beer. <laughs> <Yeah. No.
1: laughs> it's a recurring series of, of uh, kettle sours that we make. And uh, each version of this beer uh, gets three different fruits. So the one that you are currently drinking uh, has raspberry, blueberry, and strawberry in it. So, the thing that is a little different with this than your traditional kettle sour, and um, I kind of picked up the I- idea for this beer, uh, I was doing some uh, kind of volunteering or interning or job shadowing, whatever you would want to call it, uh, at Moore Brewing Company in Villa Park with Sean Burns, their brewer yep. there, and he was doing his fruited series of uh, you know heavily fruited wheat beers, and um, the milkshake trend kind of started picking up, and uh, when we got up and running, I, I didn't really want to do a milkshake ipa at, at least not yet um so i thought well we can kind of scratch that itch a little bit but in a more unique way like let's kind of give that treatment to a kettle sour um, so it's a kettle sour with lactose and vanilla and a ridiculous amount of fruit
2: it must not have that much lactose in it just like a little bit
1: it's it's just enough to kind of fill out the body a little yeah, uh, yeah it's not it's not prominent. like
2: a When you drink it, you don't think, oh, I got a milkshake or, you know.
1: Right. We wanted the fruit to be, and then the vanilla in there is is pretty subtle as well. We wanted the fruit to be the star of the show. Yeah.
3: And I get, um, I've long said this, I I get the raspberry, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then at the end, as I was you know, going through it, I got the strawberry come through. Mm-hmm. But the blueberry, yeah. I always think, gets hidden. Mm-hmm. And is basically there for color. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the bass player of the band, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. It's
1: important, it's there, it needs to be there. But no one's going to look at it and be like, oh yeah, right, great. Yeah, but yeah, I, think, yeah. I think from the perspective of... This type of um, uh, Real quick disclaimer No offense to any bass players mm-hmm. out there. Oh no offense oh, yeah, to any bass yeah, players, players. Do you we know any
3: bass players? I don't know Everybody needs bass players yeah. it's, true. it's all about the bass Guitar right? players oh, yeah. are a dime yeah. a dozen right. Bass players are hard to find Oh there you go um, <laughs> I know one Okay yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway Okay. What was I about to say? Oh yeah, <laughs> I realize, yeah Sorry <laughs> um, This one I think If I may make a very sexist remark Is going to appeal I think to the, ladies. to the ladies, right, mm. and and only by virtue of the fact that it it's very mildly sour, mm-hmm. but gets a little more a little more tart as you get it's into not it. It's Super sure.
2: tart, though. Not, I mean, it's nicely balanced. It's yeah, you know, it is. You're right. A, and, and it's I not think, like uh, it's not like a uh, you don't get all the citrus
3: that you can get with fruit sometimes, like over
2: citrus, mm-hmm. I don't think.
3: And it doesn't turn out to be, as I said, a Kool Aid type thing. Mm-hmm. There's definitely. Um, some the sour depth keeps it, it. from. Mm-hmm. I think the sourness yeah. keeps it from being. So I'd be right. interested to know how well it sells. <laughs> but uh, I think it's great beer. <laughs>
1: we we poured it at fests a few times. So over over the past uh summer, we we poured at Fests. Uh, any you know we poured as home brewers since we didn't have our, our liquor license yet. So any fest that a- allowed us to pour as home brewers, we would we would go to. Right. And this is one that we brought to a number of them, and it it poured out pretty quick at most of them. So we. You've yeah, like yeah. five different variants of this beer, and uh, I think Buried and Berries was one of the favorites, and it, it always went
3: pretty fast. Yeah, festivals are,
2: festivals are a nice sort of gauge as, as, as what
3: you think it's going to do sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think. So um, I think this is going to be a super summer beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, And as yeah. we talk about summer uh, earlier, Dave, we were talking about whether or not you're going to have a, an outside area or a patio or yep. a, a deck or something like that. So,
0: yeah, at some point we'd like to. It's part of our plan. Uh, everything needs to be approved by the association and everything, but mm-hmm. everyone's been very nice, and I think we'll probably be able to pull it off. Is just that the 60s of band,
3: one. the association? Uh, I'm no, not familiar. It was a band, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you got an association around here then? Uh, the homeowners the of homeowners- yeah. the Brewers Association?
0: Uh, so everyone has to sign off on it. They've been awesome oh, about I everything okay. for us, um, mm-hmm. so we're not too worried about it. It's just a matter of when the right time is. Uh, hopefully yeah. this summer, that might be a little ambitious, but yeah. uh, it's Depends definitely part of the plan. Is,
2: where is it on your radar? Is it down here? Yeah.
0: Ooh, a million out, like things, it's probably wire. in like the 200,000 <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> range. I would say like
1: it's evenly weighed canning line, patio, yeah,
3: and none of them will happen anytime in the future. It'll immediate be a little while. Yeah. These yeah. things are
1: expensive. So, so let's talk
3: about what you have got ready, and that's your tap area back there yeah. as you said you got 16 tappers mm-hmm. oh was it 15 and 1 nitro yeah, right we, we right, said right. the okay. odd one yeah the nitro so what's yeah. going to go on the nitro uh possibly nothing for opening we are <laughs> yeah. right, so uh <laughs> well,
1: here's a good chance for us to plug our, our buddies so yes. um we have a, a friend who's uh starting a coffee business and he oh, cool. uh, is roasting uh coffee
3: uh, he, he, was guy, he was the guy he was a guy who uh, was at your your gig right correct what about right. That? oh yeah.
1: yeah okay good um, so he's he's roasting coffee out of our place and uh, we use his coffee in our beer uh, but we're also going to be selling it on cold brew um, so his name is Brian Cassis and he uh, he makes some really really great coffee so we're going to have cold brew coffee uh, on Nitro Um often and then uh it's got a quick disconnect that we can then hook up to a beer keg so if we want to have say our milk stout on nitro we just have to switch a quick little thing and then we can pour beer through it too so, so
3: move yeah. over starbucks yes we're a, <laughs> we're a, we're a, in a little earlier yeah, yeah that, that sounds that, actually that sounds really nice because if you have people who come here who are designated drivers right. perhaps they don't drink then that's an option for them mm-hmm. if they don't like coffee you're gonna have sodas and things yep Okay. Yeah. Are, we, they, uh, are you gonna make them or? Uh, we had talked
1: about it, but I, I just, I didn't have the time to do it, and uh, <laughs> don't do I don't.
2: It. <laughs> right. Uh, we have our Soda full. is just so strange.
1: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it'd be fun. Like I would love to make a There's cream soda. There's just weird.
2: On. There's just I don't know. I don't know. how like we a, a... do, we do soda at Church Street, and it's just this. Yeah, but you don't you know, make it. We make it
3: actually. Oh, you do make it.
2: Yeah, we, we yeah. make a, um, you know, ginger beer, which is basically soda. Mm and
3: it's just it's hard it's just difficult <laughs> anyway go ahead uh, i feel right, like we'll Max just leave it to series. people who know what they're doing yeah <laughs> Yeah. okay you know. well yeah. you know if you become a soda jerk then, you know that's right. that's cool um now you snagged somebody for your taproom manager who i think a lot of people might know uh jeremy jeremy teal, teal of, uh, of, i, uh, I want to say teal, teal for some reason yep. nice. jeremy, teal. jeremy teal yeah yep. uh he was the
1: uh Uh, Tap room manager over at uh, Plank Road Tap in Mm -hmm. Elgin, uh, which is my favorite bar. I live about 15 minutes away, and my wife and I go there uh, as as often as we possibly can. And back when we were, uh, this would have probably been October, November-ish, Jeremy had reached out to me, and um, he he loved where he was at and everything, but he had said to me that he kind of always wanted to do what he's doing Mm -hmm. there, but for an actual brewery. And uh, I had this moment of glee. (laughs)
2: Because
1: <laughs> uh, I love Jeremy, you know, I always enjoyed going when he yeah. was was pouring, and it was fun to talk to. And uh, the guy knows everybody in the industry. I, I, right. I we've, he's been to bars and guild meetings and stuff with us, and he just he knows everyone. It's insane. Uh, so I got really really excited. I talked to the other guys, and I, you know, we said, how can we afford to bring him on? Because we were trying to do all this on as tight of a budget as we possibly could, cool. and we made it work. And uh, it turned out to be one of the best decisions we've made because Jeremy.
3: Uh, on day one, improve this place. So let's talk a little bit about then how you came to do the um, engaging of your tap room staff. Now, was did you leave it up to him? Because obviously, if if you have people come in and and they want to be servers, mm-hmm. you know. S- sling beers, as people say. Right. You know, you you gotta ha- you can't have anybody, right? You gotta have someone who's got a sure. passion for beer. Well, and and well, really let me just start with:
0: it. I was originally going to be the tap room manager, and I have zero experience in any <laughs> bar, any restaurant. But you know, and liquor. You it, said that. I do, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't serve wine or liquor, which was okay. two thirds of my job before. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> long story short, so that was supposed to be you day. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Um, I'll be helping him, but you would have been awesome. I, I say, yeah, you know, you I really probably would have been all right, but. Bringing him in was a huge relief for me. And I think him, so that I can help him now, too, um, it made a lot of sense. And as Eric said, from day one, he has been amazing. He's been helping us with all sorts of things. He has pretty much got the tap room. He can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he still asks, but he doesn't have to. Um, He's pretty much part of the team. Oh, yeah. running point, like I mean, a
3: well-oiled. Yeah. I mean, sure. uh, right.
0: Usually I'm asking him, Oh, what are you doing? As opposed to him asking me for yeah. permission stuff. Cause I ju- we just trust him. He, yep. he knows what he's doing.
3: Yep. So are you going to do, um, a lot of places do mug clubs and things like that. You're going to do something like that. We've talked about it.
1: Um, we're, we're going to, at some point, it's probably not going to be implemented for the first six months to a year. Uh, we want to make sure it makes sense for the customers. We want to make sure that makes sense for us. Um, I know Jeremy's got some experience with that from Plank Road has the mm-hmm. worst kept secret society, you know their <laughs> their uh, mug yeah. club, and uh, you know he's got cool ideas from from knowing that program. But us being a brewery, um, we want to incorporate bottle releases into that sort of thing where members yeah. would get some kind of you know first dibs or, or something like that. So right, we just right. want to do something.
2: Sure, group is He's going to be doing that at all or uh, we have not never talk talked
1: about that too much.
0: Yeah, seems You're like everyone's.
2: Well, like if you go to some uh, some of the local brew pubs, they use mm-hmm. Groupon's and they bring um, mm-hmm. bring in a bunch
3: of people, like yeah, people don't who don't normally come to breweries, right? Because mm-hmm. they get a tour and a beer. Sure. Well, yeah, and, yeah they get yeah. something. Yeah.
1: Our tour yeah. would be pretty short. Yeah, <laughs> <I feel laughs>
3: it wouldn't like take too it long. Is. Right yeah, there it <laughs> is. And here's your beer. <laughs> yeah, we we should do a brewery tour sometime, job, We've never done that, right? Where? Never mind.
2: <laughs> never mind. I went right never mind Yeah, I did.
3: Um, All right. <laughs> so I think um, from the aspect of the facilities in here, behind me is a 12-foot shuffleboard. Is that what it is? That is correct. Yes, shuffleboard, which yep. the only other one I've seen is at Penrose. So mm-hmm. I had a ball playing shuffleboard one afternoon with the original Yankee, Lengo, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. we just, you know, there was nobody else in there. We would just have, you know, a couple of beers and play this game. And I really got into it. So that's, that's a cool thing. Any other, like, in pubs, you have lots of different games. You sure. Know, lots of things that you can do. A lot of places are going to have, you know, something with games that you can play and all that. So for people coming here, you know, it's going to be an experience kind of thing. Exactly. A social gathering. That's, some that's what we're
0: going for. Shuffleboard. We do have a, a dartboard with a steel tip. Um, so it'll be the real the real deal. Hey, dart leagues. Absolutely, we're on yeah, board. We all loved arts. Um, none of us are good, but we, you know we're, we're willing to dabble. Um, we will have board games, things like that—a variety of them: Ooh. card games, board games, all sorts of stuff like that. Try to keep people entertained. But cool. at this point, I think that's about where we're at. We're open to more ideas for sure. If we have, because you, you
3: definitely have the room for it in here. Yeah, um, you you have lots of tables, but mm-hmm. you've got a lot of side room, and then more more room over there. You got boxes in there at the mm-hmm. moment, but. Right. This is a, a large capacity building. What mm. what was your fire regulation? No more than? I think it's 100. Yeah, about 100 employees. Yeah, I think we've got. Actual... Oh, we're going to blow that on your own. <laughs> we're going to blow <laughs> that <laughs> right yeah. out of the water, man. I think we have wow.
1: actual seating capacity for what, about 80? About 80 or so. Yeah.
3: Okay. So let's talk the last tap room topic before we go to the next segment, mm-hmm. which is where I really want to get into that stout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hurry up. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, right. Hurry <laughs> up. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, Food, oh! Any food gonna happen now in the future? Bring in pizzas, that sort of thing.
1: So it's it's bring your own food for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our grand opening, we have got uh, two food trucks: um, Chuck's Woodfire Pizza and um, the Roaming Hog Food Truck. Cool, um, awesome, which, food yeah. Trucks. We love those guys. And then, um, yeah, we'll we'll have some carryout options on on the tables and things like that. Some local places that will deliver. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of breweries are kind of doing that now. It, it just makes yeah. sense. Uh, none of us are chefs none of <laughs> yeah. us uh wanted, she- to, wanted to be chefs it was a scary prospect <laughs> yeah. um and it, it makes, just, it makes didn't, sense right, right. Yeah. we yeah. didn't think we had the the space to try and squeeze a kitchen we didn't want to compromise our
0: you know production space or the tap room or anything. it likely like would have pushed a lot of things back to to meet Fire. all of the coding and permits and all that stuff uh we are working on having some prepackaged snacks uh we're going through some options and I don't know if we'll have them for open, but we should have at least something yeah. relatively mm-hmm. soon in that regard too. So at least there's something to right. snack on. Right. Yeah. All
3: right. Okay. Sounds like Chuck's wood-fired pizza. Is he any relation to yours, Chuck? I don't know. He's got a good name. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like this. As, as we were talking, I was just sipping and sipping on it. And I think a nice 10-ouncer of this is just a perfect mm-hmm. beer. That's mm-hmm. I, really good. We'll be back for the real stouty stuff, <laughs> Oh man. boy. Now we've got to the good stuff, boys. (laughs) This is the stuff that you typically end the evening with, and we're ending our podcast in this segment with it. Um, You have a range of, are they stouts or imperial stouts? They are imperial stouts. So they are around 12% ABV. So So we have half-paws. Yes. So how are you going to handle that when somebody says, I want to try all four, you know, and Mm. you're going to get, what are these, five ounces or something? They're five ounces. Five ounces. ounces? I mean, you're going to, so you're going to watch that guy real closely? And watch him it's, like a hawk afterwards, yes. <laughs> You've got, you got uh, 20 ounces of, uh, that's, that's well, it's just under a bomber, isn't it? Okay, you should be fine. Right, so tell us about number one. Chuck, you could, we're just going to share these, so try Chuck, it. you can yeah. go ahead and try it. And uh, let's see if we can guess what the adjunct is. Uh, All right. So tell us the name. So
1: this is called First Catch of the Day. Um, it's got
3: fish in it. It does it. This okay. is
1: a uh, a Star Wars reference, an Empire Strikes Back reference to be. Oh, it is exactly. Oh, I'm a nerd. I feel so
3: non-nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um,
1: it's also a well. It's all right. So it's a Star Wars reference, but it's also a it, it kind of calls to the adjuncts that are involved in it, uh, which uh, I'm assuming you get some looks coffee. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it looks like that, a cappuccino right, or something. Uh, oh, so this is one of your... Start
3: your day with these uh, these adjuncts uh, here. So this is one of your. Uh, Friends, coffee offerings. Yes, correct okay. yep, this is so all of these imperial stouts have adjuncts correct uh you don't have the base beer right no we we brewed a base
1: stout um half of it no, went into didn't. weller bourbon barrels where we're gonna let that sit for uh, a year or so and maybe have a little fun on our anniversary and then uh everything yeah. else we we gave some fun adjuncts too
2: yeah bourbon barrel aging is always wonderful you know, especially with mm-hmm. stouts. so oh, I was, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we usually taste them after about, you know, three or four months just to make sure to see what they're doing anyway. Was mm-hmm.
1: Just the smell coming out of the barrel. Oh, when yeah. I was filling it. Did yeah. That chocolate it from the stout awesome. mixed with the bourbon coming up. Oh, man. Yeah. So th- was this the one that you had Yep, it that's, what, was, you've
3: that's had before. what I thought. Mm-hmm. God, this is good. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorites for sure. And I, and I have to tell you that if you have a sip of that, make sure it's a small one because if you have a bigger sip, man, that 12% whooshes through you. But it, it it's not like obnoxious for you mm-hmm. it just you know it's there mm-hmm. yeah. so tell us the story of of how you got these ones and and what you put into barrels and all the rest of it like um, you were telling me earlier when we didn't have the mics in front of us <laughs>
1: <laughs> well so uh these beers it's just it's what adjuncts that we'd we like to use really so uh who doesn't like coffee you know, and and coffee is just such a quintessential stout adjunct that we knew we wanted to do something with coffee, and especially since we we've got that uh, friend Brian who who roasts his own for us, and
0: um, he actually made a, a custom blend a custom of, of yeah, coffee right, yeah, right. just for he that. Did beer. a whole really? tasting for it us; it was pretty interesting. You know no, did you just Colombian, oh, Ethiopian? Man, I
1: want to. S- He's Geneva. Quality. He would know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, gonna, yeah, I he's gonna, gonna kill me listening. over we'll this one. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Come uh, on, you guys. He, he <laughs> did oh, this. God. It's delicious. Awesome tasting <laughs> yeah. of like five or six different coffees. And
2: now, did you just do beans? You just uh, put the beans in there. Um, uh, so we did a coarse grind. Uh, put oh, the beans
1: in right. a big hop sack and just steeped it right in the beer.
2: Okay, so you ground them and yep. you, okay. okay. Yeah,
1: um, and then we use maple and vanilla in this one. Um, like I said, it's just we. I love a good breakfast stout. Um, I've had very few beers that said they, uh, you know, that there's maple with the coffee where the maple's really come through. And I, I wanted to make a stout. Um, started homebrewing this beer a, a few years ago, probably um, right around the time that a microphone came out with his his Smells Like Bean Spirit. And I'm like, oh, awesome! I can go. Yeah, I don't have to make it, I can go find somewhere and buy this. And. Uh, you know, he, his his beer, having that more and more was an inspiration too for this beer. Like when he did the vanilla variant, I thought, oh, awesome. It kind of gave me a, an idea of where I wanted the vanilla to be in our version of it. And it's always nice to be able to like compare something commercial uh, to a homebrew. And then now that we're, you know, a commercial brewery here, uh, it's,
3: it's nice to be able to see how your stacks up. So, um, Brickstone, does dark secret Mm -hmm. and they do different adjuncts in that one and they put those into the small 12 ounce cans Mm -hmm. i'm going to say that this should be your first 12 ounce can stout because that that is just something i would like to sit down at the end of an evening Mm -hmm. or even for an evening and just (laughs) sip on occasionally if you like like whiskeys i don't know if you like um if you don't like uh, it's not really a bourbon drink right i mean i wouldn't call it that right now but if you like to sip on something like a whiskey for a while, and you like coffee, this is.
2: Yeah. I think mm. it's I mean, just hit, tip top. Coffee is a requirement, really. For I mean, you have stouts and you got a brew pub. You know, it's just mm. come because people are going to want it. Um,
3: <laughs> so the, the
2: next s- one smells like coconut.
3: Yeah, there you go. I know it was. What? Is it coconut? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate to give away the surprise. But there you go. <laughs> so what yeah. one's that, what's that
1: called? So this one is called Komoho. Which, uh, this is gonna let my other nerdy side, other than Star Wars and beer come out, so I am a uh, die-hard shark nerd. Uh, Sharks as in the fish. As in Shark Week? <laughs> as in Shark Week. Oh, in in I have, hey, not, I have oh. not missed a Shark Week for as long back. I'm 34 years old, and I cannot remember the last time I was not glued to my TV for Shark Week. Oh, absolutely. So, so
3: you're going to have Sharknado running on a loop on your TV. <laughs> Ooh, that's right? a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> right. But
1: may well, we might record
3: Shark Week
0: and that's go back and find old ones and play those a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so we used to call my homebrew uh, White Pointer Brewery because that was the like the slang term for a great white shark. So this was one of my like kind of callbacks to us doing this as homebrews. Komoho is a Hawaiian shark god.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, and so, so hence the coconut. the coconut. Hence the coconut. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: So um, not only is there coconut in this, there's also uh, cocoa nibs, there's vanilla, and there's cinnamon. And that Oh,
3: cinnamon. I didn't get that. Uh, it's it's subtle. Restrained. We wanted, yeah. <laughs> uh, cinnamon, in my opinion, gets pretty get bit overpowering pretty quick. I think the other two temper down the coconut because mm. I'm not a big coconut guy, but... That's um, you know, quite nice. Wouldn't be my choice mm-hmm. of the sure. two I've had so far. That yeah. might, might go. So in the back there, you, you said you had um, a bunch of the Imperial Stout. You put it into different homebrew containers, did you say?
1: So we used, uh, we used our uh, corny kegs from from homebrew. And uh, what we did was just filled three of them up with uh, each adjunct. So Kamoho got three corny kegs full of toasted coconut. Uh, cinnamon, coco nibs, and, and vanilla. And then we jumped those three corny kegs into a normal half barrel. So it enabled us to, to brew a 12% base Imperial Stout and we've, we've got four Imperial, Star, uh, Imperial Stouts in our repertoire right now. So it enabled all, you know, us to, to do all four of them for opening. Do you have barrels? I didn't notice Uh, the bourbon barrels. Yeah, right. We've got three Weller bourbon barrels. (laughs) So we (laughs) took half the batch right now. Right. Yeah. There's some tables in front of them, but we took half the batch of the
3: Imperial Stout and put them in Weller bourbon barrels. So I'm tasting the next one. Okay. That is. And I'm having a problem with that one, but I think this one is cinnamon. That one does have some cinnamon in it. There must be something else in it because you went. It does have some cinnamon in
1: it. Uh, It also has, and uh, can I spoil the surprise? Yeah, go right ahead. Unless
2: unless he can guess (laughs) it. Can I guess it? So this one
1: also has vanilla and also has cocoa nibs, but in this one we threw a blend of three chili peppers. So this has ancho chilies, guajillo chilies, and habanero. Okay. Uh, This one is called Secret Burrito, and it's our Mexican-inspired hot chocolate stout. Okay. Okay. Now I'm getting it. So right. the more you drink this one, you'll get yeah. just a little bit of heat on the back end. Yep. we want that habanero heat to be pretty restrained. It is. Um, once you de-seed a habanero, the actual habanero flavor, DC, would you, uh, once you de-seed. deseed it? Oh, you get de-seed the seeds de-seed out, it.
3: Okay. I you get- talking Marvel comics or something. <laughs> <laughs> See's where all the heat is. Yeah, I, right. I got it. The yeah, Okay.
1: <laughs> and the habanero flavor is is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So once you get past the kind of punch in the mouth that it has, mm-hmm. uh, it lends some really nice flavor to the
2: beer. My wife, she. She de-seeds and de-beans the Mm -hmm. habaneros somewhat, Mm -hmm. she'll leave a few seeds in. But uh, I don't like stuff that's real hot. So. Right. But I do like the pepper flavor. Sure.
1: So. Well, no one wants another you know, beer to set their mouth on fire. No, so. no. You know, we were pretty restrained Unless with you're the bragging beer. about
2: it. Like, right. About some people to brag about how hot their beer is. You yeah. know?
1: And the the ancho chilies kind of lend like almost sort of tobacco-y
3: kind of flavor to it. And, mm. and, um, that's
2: interesting because I was picking that up in the nose, but I had no
3: idea what it was. Mm. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and the, no more you taste it, it isn't cinnamon. Mm. You're right. There is that peppery Mm -hmm. flavor. And now you talk ancho chili because a lot of people put chipotle. Is it chipotle or chipotle? I don't know. Chipotle Uh, Chipotle. Chipotle peppers into beer. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not in there. No, none Uh, of those. Um,
1: They're they're in, I think, probably, well, some culinary listener might correct me here, but uh, I'm sure they're probably in the same pepper family or something, but, uh, right. you know, and then the guajillos, I think, uh, have a more of a bit of a fruitier sort of flavor that they lend, but...
3: Do you buy them locally? Uh,
1: just dried. They're dried peppers okay. from the supermarket. Yeah, nothing too fancy. So
3: I was going to say, we, uh, we're here in, uh, St. Charles, we're close to West Chicago, mm-hmm. and West Chicago has some mm-hmm. rather nice Mexican, uh, grocery stores, oh, yeah. absolutely. and get all your peppers fresh in there, mm-hmm. absolutely tremendous, yeah. so, yeah. you know, um... Number four. Okay, give us the name. All right. We'll so this is we can, can guess this is the... Campfire Tales. Ah, so I bet it's Smoky. It could we'll be say. it. You're gonna find out. Hmm. S'mores, marshmallow. You got it. You hit it on the head. Right there. So, would you consider this pastry one to stout. be your pastry style? This well, they would probably all
1: fall under the pastry style category, but this one more than any of the others. Um, this one has a lot of vanilla, coconibs again, and then. Um, we used some graham in this one as yep. well. Uh, I was getting a little graham bit of that. Cracker, okay. uh, so yeah, that's really crushed up some graham cracker. Uh, boosted it with a little bit of graham extract as well. Um, okay. But uh, it's it's mostly vanilla bean. No marshmallows. Yeah. No marshmallows,
3: and it just in this tastes version. like I think uh, I think the mouth feel yeah. feels like uh, <laughs> you, you, um, you know how when you you really do a marshmallow and it gets gooey, yeah. like it, it the mouth feel is touching on that Mm -hmm. so that that's that's real nice the
2: sweetness is restrained from some of the ones i've had or some of the ones i've actually made (laughs) which is good um in my opinion as far as the dessert stouts go Mm. um it's not uh you're not gonna have to you know you're not gonna have a you know if you're if you're suffering from diabetes you'll be okay (laughs) Yeah, and that's, that's the hard yeah.
1: part of these beers. It's, it's a
2: balancing act because yeah.
1: some of that sweetness and that residual sugar is what gives the beer that body that, you know, I think in craft beer today, a lot of customers want those really, really thick, chewy, mm-hmm. viscous stouts. Yeah. Um, but like you said, there's that...
3: Overdue point where
1: it's just right, right, you right. feel that like kind of slick <laughs> sensation in your mouth afterwards, or it's just like, yeah. So, go, so go. I think
3: this is uh, quite unusual here to have a range of four Imperial stouts with adjuncts as Ooh. an opening beer selection. Usually they have one. So, I think it's a very brave move. Mm. Um, really be interested to hear what people think about it at uh, your so soft opening and the yeah. hard opening. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. We'll have to wait and see. Um, right. In between that, you've got you've got going from your lagers, your IPAs, mm. anything we've missed? That, oh, you had the Belgian Wit. Yep. Anything we've missed on your list that is noted? Uh, uh, well, we've got the Irish
1: Red. Um, okay. Being I mean, our grand opening weekend is the St. Patrick's Day weekend. We mm-hmm. figured uh,
0: had to had to do an Irish Red Better Ale. Um, other than that, I don't think we mentioned that we will have a cider on tap, not ours, yeah, but right. we'll have okay, a rotating cool. cider just so there's a gluten-free option for people that need to have. And
3: the starter it. is two fools. It, uh, no, it's
0: Vandermill. I, I think it's, it's Vandermill. Vandermil oh, right. Okay. We may have JK Scrumpies as well. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. Okay. And then we uh, we're gonna always have guest taps. Um, oh, cool. Also, um, we've been very fortunate to make some good friends already in the beer industry. Like I, I had mentioned previously, uh, the guys at Moore were gracious enough to kind of show us the ropes. Um, transitioning us from home brewers to brewing professionally so uh, you know uh, Salmoth, Penrose, you know we're between us and Jeremy and all them we've become pretty good friends with these guys uh, so we always want to showcase people who whose beers we love uh, on our guest tap list so, so do
3: you have a guest tap to start out with we're gonna have a couple of beers from Salamoth and a couple of beers from Off Color okay cool oh very nice yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. so is 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 collaboration in the future uh, I hope so. I know you've
1: you've interviewed uh, Alex over at D and G. Yep. Already, uh, listen to that one. That was that was fun. <laughs> uh, we we love Alex. Alex and Brittany are are great people. Al- Alex looks like he should be on the back
3: of a motorbike or riding a motorbike. 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, with the band, he's always got <laughs> <in> a bandana. <laughs> oh, you know, got the
1: good beard. That? Uh, no, we love Alex, yep. and uh, we, we we're already talking about what beers we'd like to do with him. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to a couple other people about uh, once we kind of have our you know, feet under us and so Tate, up and running. Charles
2: is going to be like a destina- a beer destination.
1: That's the plan. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it's looking yeah. like it's going to be a lot of fun around here. And, and I like
3: the way that you are choosing to start local, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. You know, local produce, local people doing sure. your work. Um, that's really nice. And uh, I'm going to assume you're going to be at the uh, Tri-City Beer Festival? Absolutely. 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 Yep. Yeah, we want to be uh, very
1: active participants of that.
3: Good, good. So um, is there any tips that you can give people coming to this brewery, right? you know, Like, for example, the phone number and where to find you. <laughs> uh, well, we're at uh, 1860
1: Dean Street, Unit A in St. Charles. For the phone number... Uh, I know we have one
0: that will be updated on Google very soon. Right, Good we man. don't
1: have a working phone yet. <laughs> oh, uh, So there we that go. It, it, well, I should. The, the number works. We just don't have an how actual. How about somebody phone. on the roof with a
3: smoke signal? Right, yeah, we'll we put a couple of spotlights. Which, which brings me something. to Rausch beers. Any of those? No, never mind. That's my favorite <laughs> style, Rausch beers. Come on, um, guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I absolutely liked. All your Imperial Stouts, even the coconut one. Oh, that's
0: what I'm drinking right now.
3: I I think um, this is a really, really good um, starting lineup, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, You're going to be open. Well, I'm going to put this podcast out on Thursday. Which is going to be time. a soft opening, yep. just in time, and then the weekend is the big boy, right? Yep, On Friday. That's right. So, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, everybody's mm-hmm. going to be busy in St. Charles for St. Patrick's Day weekend. They're going to come over here. You're going to be lined up outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sure hope so. Yeah, we wish you all the best, all right. Thank and you very glad well. Thank that you are uh, another local brewery to me, only 10 minutes away from the Britain Yankee pub. Uh, maybe we'll come back in five years uh, like Penrose has made it after five years and we were there at the beginning we were here at good. the beginning for you guys and uh, wish you all the best anything you want to tell anybody before we leave uh, just here's of, where you go yeah well, excellent rock on dude <laughs> <laughs> uh, notice, I
1: hope everyone who listens comes out and sees us for a grand opening we're uh this has been years in the making. We've been building up to this moment for, for a long time. Uh, we feel like we got a tap list that we have a little something for everybody. Whether you like mm. traditional beer, whether you are a, a trend follower, you know, with, with beer, whatever. Where we feel like we've, we've got something that you'll like. They
0: so so you get a free beer if us. they mention the Britain Yankee.
3: No, no, one putting you on the spot. No, no. I, no, I think no, we'll no, give no, out high
0: fives, fives for that. Right, <laughs> Huh? we'll give out high fives for that probably we we'll give you a free, a free glass good of man. water How about
3: that? there you <laughs> go good man water. all right all the best well I guess um, you guys have got uh, small sample snifters we do we've got small sample sniffers. we've all got small sample sifters snifters speak for yourself and we lift it up and we say good night from me and it's good night from him and cheers guys cheers. cheers thank you very much thanks a lot all the best hang on I missed ah, the I missed plane <laughs> there we go oh, thank nice. you all right good it's rather delicious. Yeah, it's all, it, I'm, I'm glad you left some for me. Yeah, we're sharing. <laughs> sharing is. We've caring. got plenty over here. If you oh, good. Welcome back, American.
0: <laughs> Brit and Yankee. Britain Yankee. I'll have a bite. Go, give us a bite.
3: You got any techniques uh, oh, pint, please, Barton. Give me the pint, please, Barton. <coughs>